are live. What's up, guys? It's Tyler again. Uh, apparently, I'm taking over. <laughs> and talk to Tyler. Yeah. So today we got uh, Bros with Bo here. <laughs> is what we've aptly named the podcast. And uh, today we're talking about Track Day Starter Pack. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Yeah. yeah this hold question on. up here. Mm-hmm. This. Uh, I'm just gonna read this. Do you think it's likely that a 3800 supercharged build would lose significant power from heat soaking the blower on a road course track day? I read that question and my first thought was heating the blower is the least of your worries. <laughs> but I don't know if that slush box tranny is going to make it through a track Yeah, day. you better have a beast or tranny cooler on that. Uh, but I'm, I, know I hate on the 4T a lot, but... That is a legitimate concern. Yeah. Um, my two cents on that, which I would imagine Bo will agree, is um, that supercharged 3800 better be intercooled. Yes. If you're intercooled, oh, yeah. you're fine. You're fine. The The intercooler works as a heat shield for the supercharger from the engine. And works so better that, when you're moving. Yep. Yeah. And then you have the heat exchanger flowing water through both the, the other heat exchanger. So, yeah, I mean, intercool it. You're fine. Yeah. Because just, just worry about your 4T65. If you are not intercooled, I probably don't. wouldn't try. Yeah. Take, take the blower <laughs> belt off. Just don't have a yeah, dumb or, pulley or, on it. Yeah. Put a big pulley on it for your for your road course day. I mean, we do the same things with our cars. You yeah, know, that's when not I'm, a bad idea. Yeah. We dynoed a Zoom's car on a 2.6, and then we're like, going racing, put the 2.8 on. Yeah. Because yeah. then I just know we're going to have fun put, all night long. Put and the it big pulley gonna... on. <laughs> the 2.8. Yeah. yeah. My, uh, <laughs> well, when you're, when you're the M90 king, the big pulley is the 2.8. That's true. That's true. That's like a 2.4 in M62 world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Overdriven yeah. two eight actually. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, uh, it was funny. Me and sidebar, me and Ryan were looking at Intense's <laughs> website yesterday, yeah. and they they have five LSJ stage kits, <laughs> and their stage five kit comes with a two five pulley. Yeah, Jeez. and I can't. I really hope no one's bought that <laughs> in, yeah. in a long time. Um, uh, hopefully Al can throw some data in here, but, um, mm, the temperature goes up exponentially the higher boost you're at. Um, yes. tell them, tell them the V3 temp Ooh. numbers approximately on the Sonic, that, oh, that dino sheet. It was, just, uh, just do an approximate just to tell these people from boost to boost, how much higher the temperature was at 19. We were at like 430 degrees. This is outlet temps. Yep. Before yeah. the Turbo outlet temps. And this is the V3, mind you, which runs more efficiently than the stock or V2. So, at, yeah, at 19 PSI, we're at 430-something degrees outlet temp. At 23 PSI, we were at 610 degrees. Yeah. Exactly. 4 PSI, 200-plus degrees, nah. and it only picked up like... 10 horsepower or something like that yeah it was yeah. not not good and and this is somewhat uh like i understand that's a turbo but it still kind of applies to the uh roots blower world because we're constantly running these things on the borderline of the where they can be efficient at mm-hmm. which is what we were doing with the turbo in in that test also so yeah there are lots of scenarios where you may actually lose power going from a 2.8 to a 2.6 because your boost is too high and the thing just can't work properly. I mean, we've done this test before. Mm. I had a, uh, I'm going to try to remember the exact numbers, but I believe I had a LSJ guy come in, you know, typical mods, header, colder intake, maybe a heat exchanger. Broken intercooler pump? (laughs) (laughs) Working intercooler pump, but like he had like a 2.8 pulley on the car yep and i was like i just want to see so i put a 2.9 on the on the car and gained like five to seven wheel horsepower yeah going up in pulley size yeah i'm not surprised yeah this that's part of my whole stock pulley build is to show people that you don't have to obsess over pulley size yeah but people still do We'll just say boost, yeah. so we cover turbo and supercharge. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to kind of reel us back to track day starter pack, uh, we've got big all pulley. four of us here, big pulley, uh, mostly because we have all had varying degrees of success and failures 
in different track days. And, uh, you know, when we refer to track days, we're not just saying road course or autocross or half mile or quarter mile. No, we mean it literally. We mean everything. So yeah. uh, we'll dive into, you know, specifics. But I think there's some basic things that we can all kind of agree upon. Uh, if you've never been to any sort of track day, uh, the first thing that you should always do is make sure your car's up on maintenance. <laughs> so <laughs> I would, agree. I would say before that even... Um, I didn't go to the racetrack for a long time because I was scared of being embarrassed. Hmm. And I would say throw that and out the window. you just got used to being embarrassed? <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> and then he started embarrassing all no, of us. Like, yeah. you know, 4T car. No you know, you're young. You put this car together yourself. It's intimidating as heck to go out there and push it in front of everybody. And I would just say get over that. Yeah. Have confidence in yourself and your car and the hard work you've put into it and just go out there and have fun because that's what everybody else is doing and nobody's holding it against you if you're out there. And it just no one that's worth being friends with or impressing yes. is worried about it. Yeah. Yes. You're not going to go out your first pass and run a 10. Absolutely not. Well, yeah. I mean, I guess if you buy a new Hellcat or something, whatever. <laughs> but the cars that we work on, other than maybe an ATSV, uh, <laughs> you're going to go out there and you'll start at 16 17 seconds, you know, in something, because you're spinning the tires and you're missing shifts and, you know, we still miss shifts. I, I miss a lot of shifts, but, uh, you know, yeah, don't be afraid to go do it because that's the only way you're going to get better. Yep. The, the pressure of better. doing, like, you can do 10 launches in, in your car, on the street, all perfect, mm-hmm. and then go to the quarter mile. And there's grandstands with people, yep. your friends, everybody's yeah. watching, <laughs> and you stall your car at the line. Uh-huh. <laughs> that can happen. Yeah. So it's like, you just got to get out there and do it. Yeah, every, your, your buddies are probably going to crack on you a little bit, you know, if you stall your car. But, like, you're there, and it makes the day more enjoyable. Look, look Tyler should be embarrassed for <laughs> what he's been doing, and he still goes out there and tries. <laughs> Overall, anything that happens, you'll be driving home with a smile on your face regardless. For that, sure. Unless the car goes home on a trailer well uh, you'll still have a smile on your face (laughs) you still will have head fun yes uh but yeah no i think that's a great point handle the panic but then getting to maintenance don't don't show up to your first autocross with whooped out control arm bushings and a non-working intercooler pump and you know warped rotors yeah you know there's there's just (laughs) certain things that people ignore and me and al say it a lot is uh car guy things you know, some yeah. of them can be small, like non-working door handles. You know, that's fine. You yeah. can go to track with that. But or if- like, hold on, I gotta throw this in there. My, my the element was wrecked. Uh, His Honda element, Honda, yeah, Honda <laughs> element. It was wrecked just enough that the bag went off. So they replaced the bag, mm. and they had to do something in the column. And somehow these people that fixed it switched. It's like I almost think they did it on purpose. <laughs> switched the wires for the front and rear washer fluid pumps. What? So if, so, so when you, you pull, pull the lever back, it wipers the front and sprays. The back. <laughs> and when you twist it, it wipers the back and sprays the front. <laughs> And so what's a car guy do? You pull and twist. And it's been that way for eight years. You just got to clean them both. That's what car guy stuff. Yep. So that's an okay car guy thing. Yeah, that's an okay car guy thing. Your Um, brake pedal going when you slow down. Is not good. That's not a good car Um, guy Here's one. I mean, going along with the maintenance thing, check your freaking oil. Yeah. If you're going to go to the quarter mile, you have slosh. If you go to the road course, you're going to have slosh. Like, make sure your oil is at least full. And mm-hmm. for all of us here, we run at least a quart over full. Yeah. I, I shouldn't say at least. We run about a quart over a full. Yeah. Um, I mean, most of these cars have, you know, some kind of wind, windage tray, so you don't have to worry about cranks, you know, sloshing. Yes, this, this is our experience problems, with our but. cars. Don't go throwing tons of extra oil in yours because there is a limit to where yeah. It, yeah, yeah. it goes really bad really quickly. <laughs> don't, one, don't fill one it quart, off the top. One quart is fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, one and quart preferred. on an Ecotec is no problem, or the LTGs yeah, seem to do fine with that. Too. LTG, I always, I always change the oil the day before road course, and then add an extra quart. Oh yeah, change yep. your oil. Yeah, it's yeah. It, oil's cheap. I mean, you can get Relatively. some super premium oils, but for most people, you know, a good quality Dexos oil mm-hmm. is 
cheap in comparison to what could happen to your car. Yep. You know, and a filter's five bucks. So. It sure is. There was a customer earlier today that sent a video in because his turbo was leaking oil, and it was like black paint running down it. Yeah. yeah. And my first thought was, was, man, awful. this is the least of your worries. Um, funny story. <laughs> I had a buddy, and I needed to borrow his truck to move something big, right? And I was like, hey, what do you want from me borrowing your truck? He's like, I'll just do an oil change. And I'm like, all right, do I need to do the oil change before or after I borrow it? <laughs> and he was like, I would do it before. And I'm like, okay. Good to so know. I I pulled the drain plug out. Nothing came out. And I sat there and waited. And all of a sudden, it started to come out. But it was like globs. There was like less than a 20-ounce bottle of oil in his truck. What? And it was like molasses. Wow. I ended up like putting the oil in it and everything was fine, but it's like, holy crap. Come on, people. And then you knew, don't let this friend borrow your cars yeah. in the future. And the thing is, I'm going to I'm gonna throw a jab on GM on this one. So they have their oil life monitor. I oh, think if, yeah. if you wait till that says zero, um, I think that's miles. about what your oil will look like. So pretty, don't pretty much. completely ignore that stupid oil life meter. I go a thousand miles per quart of oil capacity. Hmm. Um, if I road course my car i would cut that in half at yeah, least for sure but um a, a thousand miles per quarter capacity so it's, that means if you take six and a half quarts you could probably go six seems 6500 maybe i would i would you know caution that for people who run e85 i would change it more often mm, uh yeah. if it's if especially if it's a car that you're going to beat on a lot yep. um Tell them why. Uh, basically, ethanol can it. I don't really know why, but it gets in the oil. It grabs water, is what it yeah, does. Yeah, and that water ends up in of, your oil. A lot of moisture in the crankcase. Yeah, especially on short trips where you don't have uh, enough temperature in the oil and the engine. Yep. To yeah, there's evaporate. more water in the exhaust, so there's more oil in. Or there's more water in the exhaust, so there's more water that gets past the rings mm-hmm. yep. and into your crankcase and into your oil. Also, you're running more fuel and it doesn't vaporize very well on cold starts so you get raw fuel it goes past the rings also yeah into your oil and um to add on to what Bo said uh you people that do short trips with your vehicles man i at Let least once up. a week like get on the highway and freaking buzz that thing yeah, like get the, the oil yeah. fully up to temp uh so, that actually happened to ryan here Oh, is yeah. that he's got his short little trips oh and yeah we, we did an oil change on his car and what did they say like two like i mean i'm sure it was exaggerated but he said there was like a cup of water that came out of the First. oil pan before oil came out i wouldn't be surprised and that's yeah. all from his two mile two, trip yeah. to work and yeah. home? his his commute is less than five minutes and yeah. if you don't let it at least warm up but even just warming it up sometimes isn't enough like you said yeah, just I get agree with oil that. legs it's, behind the coolant temp yeah it's yeah. not enough because because I have a catch can on my Buick, and I fill our ZZP catch can about every week and a half mm-hmm. with water, straight moisture. I'm not yeah. surprised. Yeah. So I built like a, a fancy, I was doing some testing stuff, some fancy weird separated PCV thing on my car. And in two winter cold starts on the 85, oh, yeah. it had two cups of water collected. <laughs> that's, which normally that's that hard to believe. goes straight that's into insane. your oil. And if you're... Like for me, I was working an hour away from home. So perfect. That really, like, it sounds crazy that there was that much water, but it really was inconsequential because I was boiling it off every single yeah. time yep. I drove the car. And that's how things normally work. Mm-hmm. So, but if you're driving. That's why the such, bottom of the cap will look all cruddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're driving such short trips that your oil never gets up to temp, you will destroy your engine mm-hmm. eventually. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll grab Nathan Sanchez's question. He says, what do you guys think the recipe for a 10-second ATS 2-liter six-speed auto would look like? Well, that is uh, Matt Meekoff's build to a T. He yeah. ran 10-0, and it was a Z57, four long block, stage three cams, uh, neutral balance shafts, really everything that we offer, uh, but still stock manifold, still stock injectors, mm-hmm. stock high-pressure fuel pump, uh, a ZL1 in-tank pump, but otherwise, a uh, good tire and weight reduction was his biggest thing. And that car that car only makes mid-400s to the wheel. So it's not a yeah, super complicated wasn't recipe. It really turned up to kill mode. Yeah, like that. that is a, you know, I've tuned multiple customers. Like I have multiple customers that are making that power mm-hmm. that I remote tune. Especially if you're all-wheel drive, that's a pretty good advantage. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
um, what's his name? Robert uh, something. He he has a seventy one sixty three all wheel drive ATS. That last year he went eleven something, but I know this year he's coming out with tires, and that'll be an easy ten second car. Mm-hmm. Uh, Binkowski? No. Uh, it was the dude that I tuned it, and I was I was like posting videos because yes. the thing was so stupid fast. Yep, and then he, he sold, sold it. it. And now that guy has yep. it. And yep. and he's got a uh, um, a Sonic as well. So he's got an ATS and a Sonic. Yeah. But uh, so we we got maintenance, you know, oil. That's, that's always key. Um, if you can find the best fuel in your area, uh, you know, whether that's uh, top tier fuel from a reputable gas station. So Shell, you know, Speedway. Um, don't put Dave's pump and dump in it and go out there and try and Loaf beat on it for, <laughs> for 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, like, scan your darn car, man. Uh, Aeroforce gauge is is, is cheap. Mm-hmm. And it and it's a scan gauge that you can look at at all times. Set it to knock and try different gas stations and watch your KR and, you know, just form, like, figure out the, the gas stations in your area that you have the least amount of KR with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a... Uh, <sighs> A lot of people who mod their car very heavily and have no monitoring of yeah. the vitals, you know. There's a lot of people who will do full builds on 3800s and Ecotechs, and they do a flash tune, and then we're like, oh, well, what's your boost at? Because they're asking, you know, if they want to drop a pulley or whatever, and they they have no idea. Yeah. It's just weird but remote tuning is so crucial like Bo is our 3800 tuner and he comes to me and he's like describing this guy's build and he's like yeah we need to send him a 1.0 file and i'm like no <laughs> no yeah. tell him to buy hp tuners yeah. because we're not gonna send him a 1.0 file for a full build car like yeah yeah this that is happens a starter more than file. you guys would think. Just Swap. just in the last swapped full build. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah. in the last two weeks, I had to refund two PCM updates because they had I mean, these huge Ecotech like TVS a custom intake, all this stuff, and they're just like, yeah, they they've got the recipe for this. <laughs> Jeez, it doesn't work like that. Uh, but one point oh file. Rob F, I want to say yes. The uh, the front doors are open yep. to visitors 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. Yep. Yep. Finally. Um, an- another good thing that a lot of people don't uh, realize or uh, immediately come to mind, especially on their first track day, whatever sport it may be, uh, have a little, I would you could almost call it care package, uh, you know, Bring sunscreen. Bring a chair yep. to sit in. Yeah. Bring. You have no idea how many times we've been burnt the past four years because yeah. no one remembers sunscreen. Yep. Except for Eden. Yeah. Eden saved us last year. I'm this year. I'm going to have a like backpack that will come to all track days that'll have Smart these things move. in it. Uh, but yeah, sunscreen, Go, a get chair, some dude wipes. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I keep nice one in my backpack. Nice one. You know, we go to a lot of events where we camp overnight, and you always forget something. So, you know, just think ahead. Uh, one thing that was a great idea this year was any track you go to, it's going to be paved around the lot. So bring something to get around when you're not in your scooter, car. So skateboard. Yeah, I bought a scooter this year so I could scoot around the pits. My biggest. Yeah. You know, it's funny you mentioned your backpack thing because. I could probably count on one hand the number of days in the past, probably five, six, now more than that, probably like eight to ten years that I've left the house without a full change of clothes, toothbrush, deodorant, <laughs> and my computer. Yeah, always prepared. Like, I, all of that's always in my bag because when I back when I still lived at home, I'd stay at my friend's house all the time randomly. And it just became a habit. And then, but even now, I still have full change of clothes, toothbrush, deodorant, everything. Yep. But it's nice because when we go out of town for the weekend, I don't have to pack again. I just grab it, go. I was gonna say my biggest improvement at uh, for track prep was a good battery powered air compressor. Yep. A good. That's always great. Just a good way to monitor tire pressure because it is always changing, and you should be checking it quite often, especially on a hot day. That one that Tim has, I really like. That little. The little be- the twelve volt compressor, yeah. Mm-hmm. That you just set the pressure and let it go, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Real handy. Yep. Uh, uh, Eden, he's alive. Yeah, he's alive. Oh, that yeah. was touch and go for a little bit, but yeah, he is. He is here, and he's in great spirits and good and healthy. So yeah, yeah, we're glad to have him back. Uh, in the I'm shop. glad Kyla mentioned that. Dino is still appointment only. And yes, I 
don't necessarily see that changing. Yeah. Um, don't roll in and think you can get your Grand Prix dyno on a random Thursday. Even if you yeah, get no. buying a street tune, please, please do us a favor and plan ahead so yeah. that we can prepare. Yeah, street tunes are, are back opened up as well, uh, but email service at zzperformance.com. Uh, yep. Our service bay and uh, all of us here are as busy as ever, so you know if you just show up and want a PCM update and it's not on the calendar, it can... It can I mean, we might already things. be on the dyno. We might already be doing another tune. We so might we have a doctor's have appointment or something. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? yeah. we we gotta we gotta know ahead of time. Um, I'll go ahead and knock out a few uh, road course ones. Yeah, uh, Tyler, you can throw some on top of here in case I forgot. Of course. Um, dot four brake fluid number one. Yes, I'm a big pusher. <laughs> this um, you you guys like uh, we're dead serious. Like dot yeah. four fluid. Um, that if you even get a warning. Like if you are on the road course and you've hit a few corners, uh, number one, if you're a beginner, because obviously you must be if you don't have dot four fluid, yep. <laughs> um, you're going to be harder on the brakes. I mean, Tyler and I, when we get on the when we get on the uh, on the road course, the first time for the month or the first time for the year, especially, I mean, we come in and our brake rotors are smoking, brake pads yeah. smoking, because we're not used to it. By the end of the season, you can come in and s- stick your tongue on the rotor, probably not. But, uh, <laughs> not quite that. <laughs> I got twenty bucks. Says you can try. <laughs> but uh, I'm telling you, like between the first time you road course race. For the season or first time in your life, there's a huge difference oh, in difference. temperature when yeah. you come in. Because you hit that first long straight into a 90 degree corner and you're like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're coming, so, like, especially Gingerman, you're coming down from 120 to 140 and have to make a right turn. Yeah. You're on those brakes. Yeah. So, so you're on it and stuff is hot. And dot floor handles heat. It doesn't boil. Um, once once it boils, it gases in there. Yeah. So now you have air in your brake system. Mm. So you cram those brakes. You, that brake pedal well, goes to the you floor. Try. <laughs> that brake pedal goes to the floor. And what does your brain do? It doesn't say, "Oh, pump the brakes." No, you it might just get says something. push harder. <laughs> it just says push harder, and you can't. And that push. doesn't work. <laughs> and the floor stops the pedal. So there's no more brake pedal. It's gone. It's on the floor. And, and, and you lose the go. front lip in the grass. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, but to go along with that, bring extra. Yeah. Because if you do. Bl- boil them at the track you can flush your brakes there and you know keep going but uh if you have to run down to AutoZone or something to get more then so once it boils you got to get it out of there yes yeah you have to um if you boil the brakes if you get a soft pedal even once at the road course um i i recommend bringing a hose stick it on the bleeder and just bleed each caliper off yeah just a little bit just bleed it out you want to get that boiled fluid and the gas out of the caliper Mm -hmm. and then you're good to go again so you bring your fluid, you bring your hose, so so brake fluid doesn't end up in your wheel and all over everywhere. Right, and then and then you're good to go again. But dot three is guaranteed. Yeah, it's you will happen. boil that. It's guaranteed. I mean, people can boil dot three at autocrosses if it's a yeah. long enough track. So, I mean, even the most basic AutoZone, uh, I I've been using that Pentosin dot four that they sell at AutoZone before the RBF we had here, and it was it was great, and it's affordable enough. You know, it's not two dollars for a quart like dot three is but it's like 14 bucks again yeah spend the 14 dollars flush your brakes out oh yeah it sounds like a lot <laughs> compared to three but come yeah on. it's not there's a i got a funny story so my atsv um i was prepping it for grid life oh, road yeah. atlanta yep and uh you know it had dot floor it had fancy pads on it everything good to go um it wasn't done for grid life so steve hickman same exact car. It's like, do you want to borrow my car? And I'm like, holy crap, that's that's cool. Okay, I'll borrow your car. I'll quick do a, you know, a race alignment to it. I'll swap all my hot parts over to it because we're almost identical builds. I throw it on trailer. We take off Road Atlanta. Road Atlanta has a straightaway. I was over 160 miles an hour. Wow. Like, I don't know what how fast I was going, but like, I, I'm sure it was long straight. 165 probably. Bet, yeah. And I crammed the brakes <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm like, Oh crap. Like this, you know, it was a couple laps in, but and I'm like, Oh crap. I just got my one warning and I'm like over 150 miles an hour. So I'm pumping the brakes to round the next corner. It was because I didn't have dot four fluid in his car. Yep. And he just had power stop 
standard brake pads on it. Yeah. So it's like, well, okay, I'm yeah. going to have to do like one or two laps <laughs> and then a cool, cool down, down lap. Yeah. That's my next thing for road course racing. <laughs> a cool down lap, like every few laps, because holy crap, stuff gets hot. Yeah. So just do one lap to where you're going a speed to where you don't really have to use your brakes, mm-hmm. but you still have very good airflow. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then I'll sense. just keep moving on just to get the road course one done. And then we can get over to the drag racing and the half mile stuff that these guys do. Um, uh, the, the splash, um, the splash pads or whatever you want to call them. The splash, splash shield, the splash shield on the back of the rotor. Yeah. Pull that off. Yep. Cut it out, bend it out of the way, whatever. I mean, that is there. So a lot of times you just have to remove the wheel bearing and it's yeah. sandwiched in between the hub and stuff. Yep. That is there. So the dummies that are going like 60 and then hit water puddles don't warp the rotors. Yeah. Well, us car guys don't do that because we know it can warp our rotors. So pull that out of there because that will expel heat in, in your, in your good. Just don't hit water puddles. <laughs> um, torque wrench. Yep. Torque, torque. your freaking wheels. Check them after every session. Uh, and sure. At least until you know that it doesn't take anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, there was one single time I didn't use a torque wrench on my wheels and my S2000, and I'm mashing. All of a sudden, I pick up this weird wobble, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to pit in. I pit in. All of my wheels were loose. Woo. All of them. Put them right, on with terrifying. an impact gun. Like, and I'm like, you know, the one single time yeah. I forgot to torque wrench him. Torque wrench him, everything's fine. But uh, bring, torque wrench your wheels. And, um, and with the torque wrench, uh, it's always good to have a tool set for your car. Yep. You know, but especially when we're modding these cars to twice the horsepower they come with from the factory. Be like Bo Cobb and grab your 301 piece Harbor Freight set. Or I've yep. got a couple tool bags that I always throw in no matter where we're going. Yeah, the uh, tools are critical. Um, one one little thing uh, I, I've i picked up on is washing the windshield. It sounds super silly, but when you're, you're trying to, you're at the tree and the sun's in your eyes and your windshield's all dirty and you can't see crap clean windshield to save your save your night yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um i have a notepad on my phone for track tools and i pull that oh, up and the about. night before i go round up all my track tools put them in the car in my little in my little bag we're good to go and if you're at the track and you're like dang it i wish i had a 12 volt air, air compressor yeah. let's say um put that on the notes and yep. then you'll have it for next time yeah mm-hmm. you you can never bring too many things that's no. true. Trevor, um, Trevor has a tote. Tote's a great idea. Yeah, a tote's a good idea. Yep. Just throw it all in a plastic thing Ooh. and then boom, boom, right in the trunk. Yeah, obviously a jack always. You need always need a jack no matter mm-hmm. what. Here's here's a dumb one. Like, you'll make so many stupid mistakes that you don't think about. Like, let's say there's a freaking napkin in your car and you're mashing and you have to have a window down so they could pull you out of the car in in case you get in an accident so you're mashing around all of a sudden the stupid napkin starts flying around so you're reaching around trying to grab this napkin and now you're going 90 and there's a 90 degree turn make sure your car is empty i i had that happen once with a it was in my first ion and it was a meyer bag no it was a meyer bag and i got going down the straight and it's just like And they never so leave. I'm doing the I'm doing the thing like oh god, how do I get it out? Because if you don't, yep. it's gonna hit your face. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, I learned to yeah. move all that stuff out of the car it before you go. It doesn't take very much to really get your mind off your thing, yeah. no. off what you're doing and get in trouble. Noah had a, a four off, like a gnarly four off at Gingerman because he was watching the guy behind him in his rearview mirror. Yep, I'm not making fun of Noah. Like it just that's that happens yeah. very quickly you're, race, you're moving fast race your race i don't don't care who's behind you worry about them on a straightaway and, and only glance mm-hmm. um but like race your own race yep if they're pushing and you feel uncomfortable then just give them a point by yeah. let them get by you um like there's and another thing don't follow anybody else's line yeah you know like then follow you get your own into line. theirs you know they, they mm. the person in front of you probably sucks because if they were better than you they wouldn't be in front of you they'd be gone yep so <laughs> race your own race yeah <laughs> uh 
yeah, JPL said a flashlight. That's a, a good idea, too. Oh, okay. A flashlight or a lantern, something, yeah. because... Headlamp. Yeah, headlamp. Yeah, if, cave if, lamp. If, if you're out there and it's getting dark and, yeah, I don't know... Well, you you're can always make... picking up in the dark. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> always. <laughs> uh, Royal Calvin, I'm, I'm glad you're excited about the coilovers. Uh, I know Jeff is here. He just got his cruise ones the other day. Um, yeah, I'm excited about them, too. Yeah, should Excellent. be. They are amazing. They are. Now I just need my bigger sway bar, Al. Oh yeah. Let's do that. Let's make. Let's oh, yeah. make. Tim's so old he remembers dot one. Ooh, ooh. Is that Captain Slow? Yeah. Ah, you, Canatelli. Oh, I knew uh, it. I saw up here though. What about? Uh, how often would you guys change that out? What's that? Your the brake fluid. Yeah, because well, several people are asking about it. <laughs> collecting more moisture than three uh i'll be honest i don't (laughs) i don't do a full flush i i did a full flush once a year on the camaro the last few years um now i wouldn't say full full flush but like get a couple bottles if they're the small ones i empty the caliper yeah once a season (laughs) that's what i do yeah i once it's in your system and it's sealed it's it's fine. I mean, yeah. at least from what I've seen. Uh, again, if you want to, it's fourteen bucks. You know, in a full system, I, th- I think would take two of those big pentosins or four RBF RBFs, resting bitch faces. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah i you know there's there's habits that we all get into but as long as you bleed the brakes before you're going out i think you'll you'll mostly be fine uh, i've got another one uh it kind of goes along with your maintenance um inspect your rotors yeah look um, for cracks uh noah had a oh. rotor explode <laughs> like the ring just oh, shattered yeah. and just he's, came just dis- he's like, had that happen twice yeah <laughs> like look at your rotors because They'll get hairline cracks mm-hmm. in them. And as soon as you see that, like, you're, you know, on the street, you're probably fine. But if you go to the road course with a hairline fractures in your rotor, it's even gonna if they're grow. tiny, it's going to get worse. Yeah, he he pulled off. It was at Grid Life, I think, two years ago. And he's like, man, I I lost all my brakes and it was weird, but they didn't boil. And he I, I got over to him in the pits and we're looking and we're looking. And we're like, man, it, everything looks fine. And we take off the wheel and the ring of the rudder just goes ding 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 yeah. completely sheared off of the face that's not so uh, yeah so yeah maintenance just yeah just take I've, a look at everything i've been really uh keeping up on tire rotations that's a good yep. idea too um like we rotate every usual. time i drive <laughs> <laughs> way more than usual and i've had really good luck at getting tread dad joke number one <laughs> <laughs> um don't forget your helmet that yeah. is, I think, one of my biggest... <laughs> you, you, yeah. do you do that often. <laughs> like, Turbo Tim forgets the HP tuners and the helmet every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last Who's time? got an interface? <laughs> yep. Yeah, like, I took the Sonic to the track, and I got my Aeroforce, because, like, I use HP tuners quite often, but I use my Aeroforce, like, even more. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, at the track, and I'm like, ah, oh, crap. I'm, like, racing around with, like, negative two degrees of timing. <laughs> I know exactly what it is. It's my IATs are through the roof. Yep, yep. But, uh, but yeah, you know, have make sure if you have an interface, bring it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's no reason not to. Absolutely. That thing stays right in my glove box. Well, you have the liberty of living mm. in Lake Odessa and people not breaking into your cars. So some of us yeah. take things out of our cars before we, <laughs> yeah. we go inside. Yeah, I mean, you can you can have your, your duffel bag, your, your tote, you know, whatever of all the necessary stuff. Mm-hmm. Go to Harbor Freight and get cheap tools for your track toolkit, yeah. whatever. People at the track are honest. You know, they're not going to steal really your are. stuff. <clears throat> I've, that's one thing that I've always loved about the track community i've never had a situation at any road course that i feel like i couldn't leave my car unlocked and i leave my tools out on a tarp uh that's that's another thing i always bring a tarp not for under the tent because i learned you don't do that uh but to throw all your stuff on so if it's wet out and you don't want your jack resting on the wet grass or whatever i bring a two dollar harbor freight tarp throw out all the, the oh, jack stands all that throw it on there i know where everything's at what else i'm a big oh, fan of is harbor freight moving blankets yes. yeah oh yeah because if you gotta crawl under a car on asphalt it sucks Ooh. 
Those are real nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're cheap as well. There's no reason any car guy shouldn't have four of them. Oh, Tim Tim uh, Robe or Roe has a question for you, Al. Oh. Now we're going to go for that Sunday. So stay tuned. Woo. See if I come in on crutches Monday. A thousand pounds. Yeah. That's six and a half? Seven and a half for me? Yeah, seven and a half Tyler's. <laughs> that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. I did, uh, I did three... No, no, I did uh, 285 five times, five reps, three times yesterday. You were really strong. So I am like, that's no suit. (laughs) But still, (laughs) still, we're getting there. Yep, yep. We're getting there. Really? Anything else road course related? Otherwise, we'll move on to... That's about it. Let's do drag stuff. I I guess one more thing that I would add is if you have the means, uh, bring extra tires if it's a really big event, they may have a tire changer there, or you can always run down to uh, the local Walmart and they'll swap them out for you know twenty bucks a wheel. Uh, or if you're driving to the the track and you have your uh, you know all seasons or whatever, drive there with those and then save your race tires. And yeah, so that's that's for most any yeah, type of racing. A lot of guys always switching tires at the track. Yeah, I do. I do have another big one. I guess um, alignment. If you're if you drive like Bo, me, Noah, Tyler, mm-hmm. like if you drive like us, you better add a whole bunch of camber at least for that day. Yeah. Because I did put a brand new set of tires on the ATSV on Ooh, the stock alignment yeah. and wasted them in one, one track session. day. Yeah. Not crazy. I remember that. You add like, you know, I would say a good number for starters. If you have a grippy tire, obviously the less grippy tire, the less camber you need. Mm -hmm. But if you have a grippy tire on the car, I mean, you're going to need at least two and a half degrees in the front. Yeah. And, um, and if you have a heavier car, you're going to need more. And with any heavier car, you're going to need more everything. You're going to need more brake pads. When I started turning with the Buick, I was really scared of a lot of camber and I thought two and a half was a lot, but I'm going to. And then I went, and I you can see the the wear mark on the tire, and two and a half is not even enough. Yeah, no. And and you touched on tire pressure. Tire pressure is huge. Oh yeah. Anytime you're turning, going straight. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you go off of those little triangle markers? No, no. Those those numbers th- those triangles do nothing for you. What are the, the best are way even there for? I, the, supposedly for that, but it doesn't work. That doesn't work. Yeah, because if you're hitting those, you're rolling over a lot. Yeah, I mean, I I always thought they looked like they were way down there. I feel like it's vehicle dependent. Like, I've had vehicles not even be close to that, but then have other issues. uh, Yeah. And then I've had vehicles that go over it, and then I can't stop them from going over it. It's it's like really with how cheap stuff is now, those laser temp probe guns. That's going to be your best. I mean, Harbor Freight or Amazon or something, it's probably. It's probably $20 or less, but all you do is you come in uh, from a lap, jump out of the car real quick in your cool down lap or your cool down pit area, and then just laser probe across your the side of your tire. Yep. And then it will tell you f- the outside temperature versus the inside, and mm-hmm. then you'll know if you need more or less camber. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So if it's super hot on the outside, you better add more camber. And it's going to require some camber bolts or slot in your holes or, or you know, whatever. Or if you whatever. have ZZP coilovers, just uh, loosen those tops. And- yeah. Do you do the same for pressure? Um, you can could work like that. I know. If you do. In some levels of racing, they have temp sensors mounted on the car that show yeah. you the sidewall and middle tread. I that, suppose it, you can, if you see a difference in outer to inner, inner temp. Which, or, or outers to center. Um, yeah. If, you're, if your center's really high, then you're overinflated. If your center's really low, then you're yep. probably under. Um, but a lot of that on road courses just kind of feel. Yeah, it really is. You know? Car weight. Yeah. Tire width. Mm-hmm. If you have a 225 tire, tire pressure doesn't matter as much as if you have a 275. Yep. You know, a 275, definitely, you have to be very careful with your uh, tire pressure because you will you'll mess cook, up a set yeah, of tires real quick. You'll cook them real quick. And 275s aren't cheap. Mm-mm. Noah Hammock, how did we forget? Fire extinguisher. Of course. Yep. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I have one in literally all of my vehicles, daily driver and everything. They're yeah, cheap again. Cheap insurance. They're they're cheap. You get you put a lot of time and money into your car. It'll save you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then I need uh, to get a bigger one. Uh, JPL. Uh, that's my fault. 
I was going to ask, <laughs> hit Royal Calvin there. Do you need an upgraded sway bar for understeer? Yes, you'd want to um, upgrade your rear sway bar. Or no, he said understeer. You, that would be a front sway bar. No. No. If no, you're understeering, rear. you want a rear. You want to stiffen up the the side that's not slipping. Yeah. Like, correct. So if you're uh, o- uh, if you're oversteering, <laughs> if the rear is getting out behind you, then you need more front bar. If yes. your front is pushing, pushing. More then you'll bar. need more rear bar. Yes. The way I think of it is uh, you use sway bars to make something slide more. Yes. Because you're trying to even out the car. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the easiest way to say. So if you're turning. And the front slides, but the rear doesn't, then put some rear bar in it so you can try to balance the car out. Yep. Yep. Because you want it to feel balanced. And like a Sonic, like even with our sway bar, it's not enough. <laughs> like it just not enough. We need a lot more. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. So JPL, uh, I just had a busy week and I wasn't able to get the new Brembo kit up, but it is next on my list. So that should be Ready up to Monday. Fire. We yep. got it loaded. Yep. It's good. So let's, uh, let's jump over to drag racing, whether yep. it be half mile or quarter mile in general. Uh, they're similar, but much different, but what you bring is probably going to be pretty, pretty much the same. Um, obviously don't drive. Uh, what I bring depends on the distance we're traveling. That too. <laughs> really? The, the biggest thing with uh, quarter mile drag racing is the track prep. If it's a sticky track, then expect things to break. So with us, with the Sonic, we axles. bring axles, piles, transmissions. <laughs> I we, mean, yes, we, we have literally spare brought spare trans because if you're there, you can swap it out. Four hours from home, might as well. Yeah, and on. we were. We were like four, four and a half hours away. And, and before we left, there was like, but might as well put that in the trailer. Yeah, we like, got room. I mean, Al's talking about going to a, a half mile race in what, Kansas? And he's Colorado. Dis- Colorado, and he's discussing bringing a freaking engine. A full-on cradle ready to uh, yeah, full cradled. What is that, 11 hours away? Yeah. yeah. 11 hours away, yeah. It's, you know. And it's only six hours to do a cradle swap. Right. Well, it'll, <laughs> it'll be a weekend event. Yeah. So if something Multi-day. happens early Saturday. Yeah, just, just think about how... And, and, you know, if you're going to your local drag strip and it's half an hour away, it's it's one thing. But if you're going to an event, uh, like we're going to Cletus and Cars and we've got Streetcar Takeover and all sorts of events. If you're going there, you're paying your money. You know, these events aren't cheap. Like yeah. Cletus and Cars is, I don't know, 75 bucks. If you're bucks. going more than an hour away, there should not be any space left in your vehicle or trailer. Yeah. <laughs> Bring too much. If there's a chance you could use it, throw it in there. Extra brake pads, extra lug nuts, spark plugs, spark one, plugs. One very car guy thing. You're walking out of the garage, and that one thing that keeps you, your eyes caught it three times. Grab it. Grab it. Because <laughs> <Yes. laughs> your eye has caught that three times for a reason. <laughs> Whether if it's yeah. that crescent wrench or if it's the jump pack or whatever it may yeah. be. <laughs> Bring it. Uh, oh, this this one's kind of sounds silly, but. Uh, power inverter yeah that's always a great thing to have because someone always has a phone or laptop or camera that they have to charge yep Yep. (laughs) yeah always uh noah hammock realistically and and this is one thing that i personally have slacked on uh get a race suit you can find sooner than you think you can find single layer ones for less than two hundred dollars uh, and something is better than nothing. This year, I'm buying a nice race suit. I'm, you know, investing in that. With how much racing we do, even though a one layer is only three seconds of protection, it's still it's going to be infinitely better. What than, was the five layer? Ten seconds? Yeah, a five. So layer like, a one layer is still bare skin. One layer, five layer. So, like, you're still a yeah. gigantic improvement. Yeah, and if if you can, uh, find a local place that you can go try them on. Uh, around here, there's Lane Automotive. They have a bunch of different race suits. You can go and get fitted, see what, you, what feels right. You know, with some of the budget single layers, single layer, you'll probably be fine no matter what. But if when you start adding those up, they're going to get real stiff. Uh, you know you you only have one life so yeah uh if 
we all think that we're not going to crash because we're good drivers, mm-hmm. but things happen. And you it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, brakes go out, whatever it is. If, if your car catches fire and it does, we've seen it. Um, you know, three seconds is a matter of you getting unbuckled and out of the car. Yeah. And if it's on fire and you're just in your cotton t-shirt, yep. uh, you it's know, gonna hurt. it's going to hurt. Well. Uh, think about this too. Uh, so you have, you have your, um, your one piece suit or you have your coat and your pants. Um, if let's say it's a 90 degree day at the track and it's freaking hot and you're in you're sweating like crazy, you can have a teeny t-shirt or a tank top and shorts and then just put the suit on race right. yep. and take the suit right yeah, off. That's, that's what, exactly what I did. Like you, you can just strip down. Like you're supposed to have long sleeves and long pants Pants, when you're in a, in a race car. Mm -hmm. So like if it's 90 degrees, it sucks to show up like that. Yeah. So just bring your suit, bring in, you know, the, um, the, um, what's the cheap car that you race, uh, on the road course? Lemons. Um, Lemons. Yeah. 24 hour lemons website. I think it's 24 hours of lemons, if I recall. Yeah, oh, yeah they have a list. They have a list of things required and cheap websites like to the buy the sites to yeah. buy the stuff. Yeah. yeah. So check that website out and go to that if you're on a budget. You know, I, I would say even if you can't get a suit, absolutely get fireproof gloves. Yes. Because even if your arm is burning, at least your hands will function to try to get, get you, you out. out of the yeah, for point. sure. For longer than they would bear. Yep. Yes. I love it. JPL mentioned shoes. Shoes are very important, whether they're fireproof or not. A comfortable shoe that you're going to be able to transition off the braking gas. Good leather shoe. Small. Small, small, light. Um, Sarah, the first time she raced this year, we take her over to Stanton to run the quarter mile, and she her foot slips off the gas pedal because her dang croc or whatever the hell she had on. (laughs) Crocs. Uh, And then she's like, oh, my foot slipped. She didn't have them in combat mode. Uh, (laughs) She didn't have them four-wheel drive. Uh, But I... Yeah, you know, me and Bo have talked about this a lot. You like your Chucks yeah. because they're thin. I really like, I have these Nike Portmore Ultralights and they're barely there. So I can feel a lot better. And this is something that you'll have to get used to. You know, you don't want to go out there stomping in work boots at the road course. It's just not going to work well. Well, funny you mentioned that. <laughs> well, Al can, he's the fastest shifter in the West with the steel toe on. Yep. That's what we hear. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say is I got so used to driving my car with my freaking waffle stompers on <laughs> that I waffle like stompers. went to an autocross and I was like, oh yeah, light, lightweight little shit. No, I couldn't drive the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it it is weird how different it is. Like even just my, you know, uh, training shoes, Adidas or whatever, you know, they got the big old it's sole on them. It's a huge difference. It's a huge difference. So find what you are comfortable in when, and when you're go drive autocross with that. And it's, I'm not kidding, a shoe... And a good steering wheel is like a second on your time. Oh, yeah. And and a seat. The same shoe. Yeah, the same shoe. Because one thing I have noticed is I like change my shoes throughout the seasons. And then I like my big ones in the winter and my yeah. little lightweight barefoot ones in the summer. When I change shoes for the season, I can't heel toe for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you got to get reused to it. relearn the pedals. Yep. Uh, somebody mentioned um, uh, seats. You yeah, know, you're talking about seats. I mean, obviously, not everybody wants to pony up for a race seat, even though they're so worth it. Jerkies so are worth cheap. <laughs> so, anybody that's been on road course, you'll like one of the most annoying things is having to spread your legs wide, one knee panel up against the door, one knee up against the center console, and that sucks so bad yeah, when you're trying awful. to work three pedals or two pedals for the lame people. <laughs> um, so. So that was you. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a couple options here. So you have a race seat, you know, you sit in it. It has nice bolsters to kind of keep your legs in place. You have another option. You have race, you have like race harnesses, which you have to have a harness bar and not all sanctions are going to let you use a harness bar. Um, Usually they only let you legally use it with a, with like a row cage. Um, The next thing, a neat little thing that my friend had that I fell in love with. Twist. 
Um, I don't know about that. You'll have to add to that. Yeah, explain it in a they second. They make these neat little metal things. It's basically a seatbelt clip. So you get in the car, you uh, sit in the seat, you kind of shake yourself into your spot, you yank the seatbelt up nice and tight, and then you clip the seatbelt thing on, hmm. and it locks the lap belt part of oh, your seatbelt. Well, that's just someone making money off of my free mod. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you, um, you just reach over and, and hook your seatbelt up, snug it up, pinch the two together, unhook it, twist it three times and hook it back in mm. and it can't slide through the end of the buckle anymore and so it like locks you in down here it must be the okay. design of my buckle in the buick when i cinch it it stays oh, like okay. kind of like a ratchet strap would you know yeah well let's well, that's another thing the cinching well, it there's a just lot get of in them. the car and just yank the grab your shoulder yeah. strap and just pull it yeah tight. well a lot of them if you pull it all the way out yep that engages well, the ratchet and then you let it go and then you can pull it back in and hear it click okay. and this uh some road course guys taught me if you uh, so get where you're at and get it nice and tight and then move your seat back so you're you're leaning back and you can get it a little bit tighter and then you can move your seat back lean into it lean into it and uh. so it's like really snug against you mm. um but yeah i talked to uh, i made a buddy at the last grid life grant mullet he had he was racing a c5 z06 and he was doing like 144s he put a race seat in didn't change anything else on the car went back a month later and dropped three seconds holy off cow. his road course time that is so crazy now, i can believe that. I, I can as well especially because if you've ever looked at c5 corvette seats <laughs> they are yeah atrociously bad uh, yeah but I mean, they're, they're made for 60 year old fat dudes so. yeah exactly they yeah, can't I hold mean, little, little I people i still have they're like a, a one person bench seat <laughs> pretty much <laughs> i still haven't got a race seat in the buick or anything but um i'm rocking a set of 05 gxp seats and grand prix guys there's enough gxps and 04 plus cars in the junk carriage nowadays i think our local wellers will sell you a set for like a hundred bucks the front and the rear and they have so much more bolstering and they're just overall a way better seat that literally drops right in the factory bracket so if you got a w body or any kind of 3800 vehicle yeah look for a newer grand prix seat it's a great upgrade affordable or if you're a, a base model base model base model <laughs> base model cobalt guy uh people off their recaros all the time from the lsj cars for like 250 bucks and yeah. that those is are an great seats seat. yeah those are good seats and every time i get or, those or yep. you can find lnf seats for less than 500 bucks for a pair and those have adjustable bolsters yeah. i don't like the lnf seats for like road trip but they are they do hold you better than the lsjs yeah mm -hmm. yep but uh so let's think any any last um oh quarter and, mile or half mile uh Jerky, the Jags Kirkies. Yep. You know, those seats are insanely cheap, but th those do require a, harness a bar. Cage, or cage or harness bar. Yeah. Um, so let's think. What uh, what have you guys forgotten at home going to... Lug key. Yep. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I yep. can see how that could be a problem. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Don't forget that. God, that was an annoying one. <laughs> Came back to the shop and grabbed the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, just wasn't your day. Mm -mm. You have happens. those. You will yes, have those. I have the original dash skin out of the snowball is now in the honey badger, and it fit close enough that I bet with a little bit of effort you could do like a full interior swap. You probably could. <laughs> I I would not be surprised. I'm trying to think. Any other things? Uh, yeah, portable compressors. Yeah. I bring pretty much all the tools that I have room for. I yeah. mean, I, I've got a lot of track prep stuff I love. Yeah, like, go ahead. Um, whatever your drive tires are, you know, the pulling the weight out of that area is not crazy important. But um, let's say us front-wheel drive guys, you know, I, I, I still have some front-wheel drive cars. Um Every freaking ounce you can pull out of the rear mm -hmm. yeah. is yeah, the crucial. <laughs> like these people that talk, they they brag about like speaking oh, of Widowson right now. I was how, what did he run with a full trunk of parts he forgot oh, to take yeah. out? <laughs> he had all this stuff and two five gallon cans of fuel in his trunk. Yeah. Jay, what a, did you run on that pass? He had a jack, jack stands, two five gallons. And, and it was a record. Yeah, it was a record yeah. supercharged run. He's so pumped at the track. 
back. He's like, let's go. And he probably had a hundred pounds in the back and could have dropped another 10th. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, let's say a hundred pounds is a 10th of a second, but a hundred pounds in the trunk is probably two tenths in a front wheel drive vehicle. Suck it. Ooh. Oh, suck it. Come on, dude. You beginner. <laughs> He's just so like go. every pound you pull out of the rear of the car is like, I don't know, Matt, uh, Al will probably tell you the math on it, but like, it's like two pounds out of the front. Mm. I'm just going to go with that. It's, that's a, <laughs> I would it's, definitely, it's definitely more valuable than removing front weight. I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you like pull everything. If you got a, if you got your, your, your inflator kit in your trunk, yeah. like pull it out, like pull, show up to the track low on fuel. I mean, I don't race unless the fuel light's on, like the fuel light <laughs> Not is too on. Low. Like Not too I, low. You don't want to run or dry. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you don't want to be like Shane and get three quarters away through a quarter mile, yeah. which would have been a record run and run out of gas. That is, but not he's good. doing it right. Yeah, he is. You know, that's you the way that to do line. it. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you want every ounce of weight out of that car possible, especially over your drive tires. Yeah. And, uh, speaking of pulling or things out, your non-drive tires, sorry. uh, floor mats, take yeah. out your floor mats for multiple reasons. Yeah. Gas pedal goes all the way to the floor. Yup. Yeah. That helps. Yep. Brake uh, it, pedal can go down all like, the way. If you're on a road course and you're, and you don't have like an OEM mat that like latches to the floor, locks to the floor, like mechanically, like there's a hook yep. that holds it in place. Um, that thing you're cramming the brakes, cramming the gas, working your feet like crazy. It's shifting and then that, around. That thing just works its way under all your pedals. Yep. And now you've, you can't push your pedals down. Yep. Oh, I it can't happens. believe we forgot that. Eric's little grill. Yeah. I was a, yeah. That was a lifesaver. Yep. yep. Bring your Eric. Yep. Bring, bring your, your Eric. Bring your Eric. <laughs> and his little grill. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, um, something to drink. Some water. Yeah. Water, man. Always forget water. So. Water, snacks. If, yeah. if go to Costco the day before and get a thing of Chewy Bars or, I, you know, I don't know. You yeah. can live off a thing of Chewy Bars for like three days. <laughs> I've done those, it. Those fruit bars are from Costco. Those are pretty good. <laughs> Jason uh, said 11 eights. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um <laughs> Stephen Trunkful. Stephen B. Uh Black Blackhawk Farms is definitely a good initial road course. If you can, and it would be a long drive from Elkhart, depending on where you're at, uh, but get up to Gingerman. We we love Gingerman not only because it's our home course, but it is so forgiving. You can yep. you can go full four off, and there's only one spot that you really wouldn't want to be, and your car will be fine unless you hit a corner worker station. Which would not be good. Yeah, because there's people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Uh, Blackhawk is a, a ton of it, like from what I hear, it's a ton of fun, and I'm really rather upset I haven't been there yet because I hear it's a very neat looking mm-hmm. course to be on. Yeah, it's very tight turns, so it's going to really cater to the the smaller, zippier, turny cars. Mm-hmm. Um, I Turning need to turn. get there like this year. Like, yeah, I would, I would love to cool. go too. The my Sonic would probably love Blackhawk like mm-hmm. big time. Driver plague trailer so you won't need it is right. Yep. If you trailer your car to the track, you won't need it. You won't need it. It's just how it works. Yeah. Go to ra- so go to Rocket Fizz and get ranch soda to drink. <sighs> oh. He just made my <laughs> is there something ranch you don't like yeah this is not it's it's ranch by label only <laughs> ranch by association <laughs> uh, yeah al we'd we'd love to bring the honey badger to naperville that'd be sweet meet up with carl heck yeah wish i could it's a little, I don't f- think little far though be welcome there for a while still yeah me and tyler were talking this week the the warm air was coming out a little bit. Yeah, we birds had a, we were had chirping a, a couple of I am getting scared. Walk out in the morning, it's like, whoop, whoop. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I can feel it. I can feel it. <laughs> but all right. We uh, we hit five. It's Friday. It's uh, I think weather's starting to get a little better. I looked at the seven-day forecast, and it's slowly going up on my iPhone. So uh, we're not out of the woods yet, but we're no, ready. Not with the fresh three inches this morning we had. Yeah, I know. Uh, of snow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, heard that. <laughs> uh, we are coming to Cletus and Cars. The Sonic is going to be racing there. We will bring a lot of cars. I don't My know. My car will not be ready. Who else will be racing? But well, uh, probably. Uh, that's kind of the Sonic's place, man. We're gonna go back and. That's in May, right? 
Yes, it's the early. It is one. the first event that is that holds the Sonics passes pass. It does. We're gonna go, and back. we only got three last year, so we're gonna go. I'm back hoping we get more this year. Yeah. Sit and focus Maybe on you that should Sonic. fix the car. Remember yeah. how two months I told you to do that, and you're like, "Oh, we got plenty of time." And now it's March. Yeah, <laughs> we'll get on that next week. Uh, I'm gonna need some hands on my car too. I know. Probably not no Holly LS Fest. No, we don't really have many of them V8s around here. I've always wanted to take the GXP down there. And I just would hang love. Out, but Why? So they can laugh at you? Uh, not yeah. to like show it, but like drive it there and uh, then just. Uh, at I least know. they'll let you in that way. <laughs> I know LS Fest is at. Uh, in Bowling Green, um, I would like, or not, not Bowling Green. Yeah, Bowling Green. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I would like to go to Camaro Fest this year. They said last year was the last year, but now this year is the last year. So I've never heard someone call it Bowling Green. That's what, what it's is it? Called. It's Bowling Green. Bowling, bowling, bowling <laughs> Green. Bowling Say green. that again. He said Bowling Green. It was Bowling yeah. Green. <laughs> <laughs> Bowling Green. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're messing it up. It's the Michigan. Us Michiganders like to enunciate some words, but it's not all like of them. B U L L I N. Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Bowling Green. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, we'll catch you next week. I uh, don't know. Uh, maybe I'll be hosting again. We'll see. Yeah. Don't worry. Trevor's alive. He just had a little head cold today. So. Uh, any questions, feel free to hit us up in an email. Otherwise, we'll catch you next time. Enjoy your cars. We'll see you.